0: we are not easily pleased. Have you noticed that? We think, we think we're, we're good for a moment and then something disrupts our world like two or three degrees and, um, we get, oh man, this is horrible. Um, and, and it's just funny to me to, to be, to look at the human condition and to see, man, we really need a lot of help. And so we're very thankful that God loves us, He knows our frame, He, he is patient and long-suffering with us, um, and we can rest in the finished work that He has done for us, and realize that there will be one day where we will have nothing to complain about, ever. And so hopefully we're getting closer to that day, I mean we are some closer than others, but no, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're... <laughs> What I meant by that, no, but <laughs> is that we're growing in the Lord, and hopefully we're okay. I need a shovel. So anyway, <laughs> so this morning we uh, we 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 look at this idea of check yourself. I wanted to take, say check yourself, but I figured that that. Uh, Well, just parks and rec fans in here, treat yourself. Anyway, so, um, but I I just sat there and I've been looking at how we've been progressing as Jesus has been, you know, doing these parables, saying these parables. And as we uncover what he's talking about, he is really directing towards the religious leaders, the Pharisees, who thought themselves to be something great. And yet they weren't. And he wanted to uncover, he really, and how many times have you told somebody they're not all that they think that they are? And even though it's true, they're like, what? what are you talking about? I'm the best at that. Well, no, there's always someone better, just so you know. But um, but we've been describing the kingdom of heaven in ways that make the religious leaders comfortable. Now, quick background. These religious leaders believed that the kingdom of heaven was going to be established, and they were going to go, nanner, 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 we told you our father's bigger than yours, right? He's going to beat up your dad. That's really what they expected was the Messiah was going to come and establish the kingdom and show everybody that they were right and everybody else was wrong. And Jesus obviously had a better mission than that. Definitely a different mission than that. But he, he's talking in ways that make the religious leaders uncomfortable. So, you know, why are they uncomfortable? Well, because the key characteristic of the kingdom of heaven is humility. It's humbleness before God. And, and as we are citizens of both heaven and citizens of earth, those of us who are find ourselves in Jesus Christ, we find this duality of citizenship here. And we're moving towards the one, the eternal one and we realize that it's growing within us as, as the Holy Spirit Spirit works faith in us. And we realize that there is a great chasm between how I want to act as a natural person and who I am as a Christian. And we find that sometimes we sit there and we go, man, I wish I would just be done with myself and be just completely what God has and shown me he has for me. We get glimpses of it from time to time, right? And we're like, oh, this is exciting. But the key characteristic of the, of the kingdom of God is, is humbleness. And so we can go, how am I acting in this situation? Am I being humble? Am I serving? We looked at this gospel account in Luke today. And we had the Pharisee going in there, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like this guy. And this guy's like, not even approaching, just going, Lord, have mercy, a sinner. Which is why it's so important for us to start that way. Lord, we are dependent upon the mercy of you and you alone because we in and of ourselves will act just like that Pharisee. Look how good I am. And God will go, really? Isaiah chapter 64 says, all our righteous works are like filthy rags to the Lord. So no matter what you do that you think is great and good, if it's for your own good or to exalt yourself, it's a bunch of dirty rags. And God loves Humility. The Pharisees were not humble. They were quite proud. And I find this unfortunate in the church. People stay in church for a while, and they start thinking that they're better than they really are because they know more all of a sudden, right? You get excited about Christ. You, you study the Bible. You go to class. You go to prayer meetings. You do all these things. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I have an answer for everything, right? This is great. And so when somebody is, like, messing up, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, one day you'll be like me, right? Just do things like me. Boy. Hopefully that's never said of us here. Do things, but look at Jesus. Don't look at me. You know, when Paul says, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's a, that's a pretty bold statement, right? But the whole idea is we are to be humble. Listen to James 4, 6-10. But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now he's talking to the church here, by the way, just so you know. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Joy comes when we're humble before the Lord. 1 Peter 5.5 five, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The Pharisees seemed very religious and righteous, but it was all a show. And I've got to be honest with you, um, if you spent much time in the church, um, you find seasons where it's all show. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I looked like the perfect little choir boy on Sunday mornings. But during the week and on the football field, no one would know that I knew Jesus Christ. Um, unless they said his name after I hit him. But anyway, so that's a whole different, <laughs> that's a whole different story. Yeah, It's football season. There's smoke in the air. It's got to be football season. Anyway, but the Pharisees seemed religious and righteous. Again, but this was all show. They used their status to extort money from the lowly and to suppress the common man. Now, please understand, it's our tendency. And so we need to be warned that we don't go, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to be like them. Well, we fall into that very easily. We are a people that are constantly looking for ways to draw attention to ourselves and make others think better of us. We kind of talked about in Bible study. You know, what's the the adding to your vow as, well, I want them to think I'm even more than that. Right. I'm not going to just say, yes, I'm going to do this and look at me now. But we are a people who want the attention. We struggle and desire for the approval of man rather than the acceptance of God. We exalt those who seem to have no worries. They have all the toys, right? Look at that boat in that guy's yard. Yeah, you know, and, you know, whatever it is. And, and they have nicer yards. Does anybody have yard envy around here? Okay, that's a thing, just so you know. That's what, just don't drive to certain places in the community and you won't have yard envy but there's some place like man they pay somebody to do that because i, I can't keep up with it however if a person has not humbled himself before the mighty hand of god they have amassed wealth and a life that will crumble and their hope is only in this life now here are some thoughts concerning the proud you'll see all the verses up there, if you want to write on the back, you can write them all down if that means something to you. But Psalm 40, 40, 40, verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. Proverbs 15, 25, The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but maintains the widow's boundaries. Proverbs sixteen, nine: It is better to be of lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Proverbs twenty one four haughty eyes and proud heart, the lamp of the wicked are sin. Okay. Ecclesiastes seven eight. Better is the end of a thing than that its beginning, and the patient in the spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Isaiah two twelve, for the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, and it shall be brought low. Are you getting the picture of how he feels about the proud? Jeremiah thirteen fifteen. Hear and give ear, do not be proud. For the Lord has spoken. Jeremiah Uh, 50 verses 31 through 32. Behold, I am against you, O proud ones, declares the Lord, O of hosts. For your day has come, the time when I will punish you. The proud one shall stumble and fall, with none to raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it will devour all that is around him. There you go, Laura. There's the flame of fire for judgment, right? We were talking about that this morning. So, uh, sorry, you get a little insight into our life. So, you guys talk about the flame of fire judgment on Sunday morning? Yeah were strange. Anyway, Zephaniah... <laughs> okay. Zephaniah 3.11 On that day you shall not be put to shame because of the deeds by which you have rebelled against me. For then I will remove from your midst your proudly exultant ones, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain. Again, haughty is this proud, this idea of being puffed up. Romans 11.20 That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. Now this is Paul to the Gentile believers saying, you've been grafted in because of the Jews' unbelief but don't get proud don't get proud because you know what if they could get cut off maybe you can too second timothy 3 1 through 3 but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty great for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedience to parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good does that describe our world today Yeah, (laughs) you think? Is God's word appropriate for every time, of of every season, of every year, of every moment, of every day? Absolutely. It's like, man, people are proud, arrogant, abusive. Are they disobedient to parents? Ungrateful? Oh, man, definitely unappeasable. You can't make anybody appease anymore, right? Doesn't matter. You give them everything. I'm still unhappy because now I want more. But there are many more examples in scripture that clearly state that God is opposed to the proud and the proud will not inherit eternal life. So we must caution ourselves. We should continually ask the Holy Spirit to draw us to gratefulness and the ever constant dependence upon the mercy of God in Christ. It's important for us to gather together. It's important for us to be humble of heart. It's important for us to have connection with one another so we can draw one another to go. Isn't God merciful? Isn't God wonderful? Isn't it wonderful that you don't have to deal with yourself? we got to check ourselves. So all we need to do is to not be proud and to be humble. And I will be acceptable to God, right? Sounds easy. Well, it's not that easy. We, ha- we do not have the ability, by the way, in ourselves to be humble. Well, that's fun. We live in a natural state of self-preservation and self-exaltation. Well, this is encouraging, not. Hey, I come to church, I want to I want to be built up. Well, let's talk about the good news. The good news is that God knows our frame. After all he create he created us, right? He knows what he made. And He tirelessly lives to make us acceptable to Himself. He does not sleep. Jesus does not take a day off. He always lives to make intercession. He sits there before the Father and says, This one's mine. I, for, My price on the cross paid for this one. He's in me. Don't worry about Him. The wrath-appeasing sacrifice has covered Him. Remove the sin as far as the East is from the West. But here are some verses about being humble. And I think I have another slide for those if you are... Strange, you want to write them all down. Actually, that's not strange if you want to write them down. But Deuteronomy eight verse three, and he humbled you, being God, and let you hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that God does not, that man does not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, if you've read the Gospels, uh, you might have heard this come from Jesus Christ when he was tempted in the desert. Deuteronomy 8, 16. And God fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do good in the end. So God is doing a work in us. But right this work is always constantly working on us to humble us right because we can't desire the mercies of god if we're not humble but there is a response on our part we must respond in willingness 2 Samuel twenty-two twenty-eight. 28. You save a humble people, but your eyes on the haughty to bring them down. 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and churn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Humbleness, forgiveness, right? Do we see this correlation here? Second Chronicles 12, 7. When the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemmei. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance and my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Now, every time I read Shishak, I think, uh, remember the old show, Land of the Lost? Okay, some of you. What were those things? They were like Shishaks. I don't know. what they, <laughs> Something like that, but those little weird lizard monsters. Anyway, Second Chronicles 12, 12. And when he humbled himself, the wrath of the Lord turned from him so as to not make a complete destruction. The wrath of the Lord turned. Psalm 25 9 He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way How many of us say, Lord I want to go in your direction I want to do what's right, I want to do what's best but yet we say, but I got this, I'll do it on my own No, if we're humble God will lead you, He'll direct your steps Psalm 147, 6, The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Psalm 149, 4, For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Now time does not permit us to do all 93 verses that speak of humbleness, humility, or meekness. Doesn't permit. But it's a big theme in the Bible that we are to be humble. But understand that we cannot be proud and be a citizen of heaven. Now, come on, Kirk. aren't there moments where, yeah, we blow it sometimes. I agree that. But the, the goal of our lives to be, Lord, how how can I serve you? What Now that you've done this incredible work in me, what's my response? My response is, is one out of dependence upon Christ to do the work in me. It's a humbleness of heart. Now, this can make us sometimes feel desperate and frustrated. I thought I was doing well. And then I realized that I one, to win that argument with my wife and it was vain because I knew it would not go well. Right? Or whatever. Like, what, what's the point of making arguments sometimes? If I cannot help myself but be proud and arrogant, what hope do I have? Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. So we know Jesus was humble, right? He humbled himself. But catch this connection, please, if you don't catch anything else this morning. When we want to try to be humble and we want to live in a way that pleases God, we are completely dependent upon the work of Jesus Christ who humbled himself and served us. Galatians 2, verse 20. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So if Christ is the picture of humility and humbleness, right? I now live by faith in Christ, so my humility and my humbleness is achievable by the work of Christ on my behalf. I think it's just a wonder and a mystery that God would accept us because of the work of his humility that Christ lives for us. We cry out like we did this morning. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner like the tax collector. And Jesus answers by removing our sin and extending more mercy than our hearts can contain. Now we live by faith with the very supernatural nature of Christ being given to us. The problem with us is that we settle for what this natural world has to offer. And God's like, you know, it's a lot better. It's a lot better in the kingdom of heaven. And you're just loving, hanging around in the muck of this world. Fix your eyes on Jesus, right? He keeps telling you, set your mind on things above. Don't think about the things of this world. Things about things that, that are eternal, that have ramifications, that give you hope. The Holy Spirit is growing us. And he is working the very disposition of Christ into each one of us. So when you look at that other person, man, he's trying to make that other person humble like Christ. How great is that? He's trying to make me humble like Christ. How great is that? And by the way, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. So we know that that work is going to be fulfilled. We can take that to the bank. We can hold on to it as a sure foundation and anchor for our soul. So I pray that we would be overwhelmed that God does not leave us to ourselves, but completely works on our behalf and is continually, understand that, continually cleansing us and calling us to humbleness. There is a challenge for us today and every day. And as simple as this. Am I desiring the work of humility to be accomplished in my life? I've got to be honest with you. I don't wake up every morning and go, how can I be humble today? You know, I wake up in the morning and go, How can I get out of bed today, right? But, you know, but but I I, I need to change my mind frame. How can I be humble? How can I extend forgiveness? How can I serve other people today? Lord, help me because I don't want to. I just want to, you know, go sit on the couch and drink coffee all day Um, because anything's better with coffee all day. But as we go throughout our day, we discover the natural tendency to be self absorbed. And the Holy Spirit is drawing our attention to the very heart of God. If we look at ourselves, if we continue to do that, we cannot see the heart of God for others and fulfill the mission that He has given us to accomplish, right? He said, you got to go. you got to make disciples. you got to baptize people. You're my ambassador. But if we're looking at ourselves, we're not thinking about that. So please pray for one another that we would have the response to God of the tax collector. Lord, have mercy. And know that we've been justified because of the work of God on our lives. May we live in light of God's mercy and humbly serve our wonderful King. Next week uh, we have an outside service, and um, you know, bring your lawn chairs. There's bar- there's food afterwards, so I mean, that's, but I guarantee you this: if you bring friends, neighbors, and family, and people from the community, they will they will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. People need to be reconciled to God. People need to have be at peace with God. And so I encourage you, um, I'm never one about harassment, but bugging people and dragging them here is okay. Right, that's fine. Um, But hopefully what they see is, man, all the hope and all the joy that you share share makes sense when I came together here. Makes sense. So I want to take some time to reflect on maybe who we should be inviting, but really, am I humble? (laughs) Am I willing to be humble? you know, whenever I say something to you guys, just so you know, I'm wrestling with this. So you get to join me in my misery. No, but <laughs> but it's like you know, I, it's a it's a thing. I got to check myself. Man, am I am I humble? Do I think do I think humility first? And I think, Lord, only by your mercy can I. So let's take a moment and reflect.